Well, Ulysses, not the best showing against the Toronto Blue Jays, losing two of three to close out all the race home games in the regular season. However, they do have the top wild card for the 2023 playoffs. There were some bright moments and some not so bright moments. And maybe the bright moments were when we were uh, at the drop, Kevin. Mm -hmm. So maybe let's talk about that starting right now. You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sombrano. And we are the host of the Locked On Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making us your very first listen every day. Be sure to check out and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Locked On Rays as well as all the other podcasting platforms such as Spotify, Apple, uh, it runs the gamut pretty much. You can also find us on the social medias, Twitter, X, I should say, and Instagram, and email us anytime with a mailbag question or two, lockedonrays at gmail.com. Uh, Ulysses, we said we would be at the game on Saturday afternoon, and we kept and fulfilled our promise I will acknowledge that you were at the trop much earlier than I was at the trop. So you came away with a giveaway, a figurine, and you got to catch or take a close gander at the new statues that have been unveiled. A pair of statues, if I recall, one showcasing Evan Longoria, the other showcasing Aki Iwamura. Yes, and they looked good, man. Uh, I know, I understand that uh, I saw some comments on anti-social media that uh, the it was starting to peel, like the, the 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 statues on the bottom, they have like a little excerpt. Apparently okay. they started to peel by the end of the day. I did not see that. When I saw them, they looked good, but anti-social media told me that they were peeling. I'm sure that'll be fixed. Um, but yeah, no, the, the statues themselves look incredible. They look incredible. And, um, so that, that's, that's a very cool, um, you know, add on to Tropicana field and something that we, we probably should have seen happen a long time ago, but, but, but you don't have to just do, I'm happy that they're there. I'm happy that, that, that they're done. And, and it's really cool. And, uh, that, that, now there's like lore attached to this franchise. Now there's like some magic moments attached to the past of this franchise. And it's, it's very cool because we were able to live through those moments live. And that's something that when you're a kid, you don't really understand and you, and, and you feel that it's so far away uh, when, when it probably was like five years before you were born, but it's just everything yeah, right. that before you're born, it just feels like so antiquated um, and now that we're getting some age uh, and some rings around our bones, yeah, uh, we are now, you know, part of this uh, class of like, oh no, I remember, I remember the 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 Ray Hawk. I was seventeen when oh, that boy. was happening. You know, it's pretty yeah. cool. No, it's it's good to see, and it's about time, and it just cements that the Rays are going to be in the St. Petersburg area for a very very long time. I don't know if they're going to have to relocate those statues but they will be a part of the history for a very very long time and it's we we have mentioned this before the stadium was due for some placemaking be it a statue 
being, uh, be it a mural, be it uh, some plaques, uh, a history garden, whatever it may be, something where you walk around the ballpark and you can stand, look, take a picture and kind of uh, waft in the history that is. So that was really good to see. And uh, I think the Rays did a good job with that for sure. And um, shout out to a couple of our listeners that we were able to encounter during the course of the ballgame. First shout out, big shout out to Sarah Guyberson for providing me with a ticket free of charge to the ballgame. Really, really great seats. I, I'm kind of ashamed that I uh, arrived so late to the game, although I didn't have to pay for parking. So that was uh, a win in that respect. So shout out to her. She goes to a lot of games. She is a diehard, dedicated Rays fan, and she's one of the few, um, at least that we know of, that is glad to see uh, the Rays remain in St. Pete because she lives in the Pinellas County area and can get to uh, the ball games relatively seamlessly. So that was one. The other is Cooper, who trekked from a very long distance to catch the Rays play. Yeah, and uh, Cooper is his girlfriend. I definitely am I'm blanking on the name right now because it's 7 in the morning, so I'm sorry, Cooper's girlfriend. But yeah, they were very nice, and they're both doing PT school. They're going to be done in May, which is very exciting for them. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, uh, they can find jobs around the Tampa Bay area so that we get to see them at the Trop yeah. a little bit, bit more often. And that... Uh, Cooper's girlfriend's New York secret stays a secret and she yes. just uh, wears Tampa Bay Rays stuff now. Yeah. Right. And uh, you mentioned uh, maybe finding a, a job in the Tampa Bay area to go to more Rays games at the Trop uh, and in the new stadium once that comes to fruition. Uh, based on the amount of injuries that are piling up and that have piled up over the course of this franchise, uh, maybe they could use a couple other PT specialist uh, yes. in the coming future. That might be a uh, a budget item that uh, Stu Sternberg, Brian Ald, Matt Silverman, Eric Neander and company need to uh, invest. And in it's everybody going forward. It's ever. I mean, what, what are we talking about here now? Luke Grayley, Randy Rosarena day today, uh, Yandy Diaz day today, Brandon Lau out for the season. Yeah. Not, not to mention all the pitchers. Everybody's uh, Robert Stevenson couldn't come in on, I believe Saturday's game because of a neck issue. Mm-hmm. We're good. Yeah. And part of the issue I think is, I mean, neck issue, maybe not, but the artificial turf, I do think provides some wear and tear, unfortunately, and there's going to be artificial turf in the new stadium. So that's going to be a, uh, something that has to be considered and worked with going forward. But, um, Regardless, it was it was great to go to the game and uh, check out what was a, a really, really solid crowd and a um, little bit uh, hair pulling intense uh, because it should have been a, a relatively easy victory for the Rays, considering they were up, what, five nothing. Uh, they were they were singing sweet by the time I got to the game and then uh, the wheels came off very quickly. But the comeback. Uh, did it go into extra innings or just the bottom of the ninth? Bottom of the ninth. Okay. Between you know Curtis Mead and Junior Caminero not hitting into a double play. And then Josh Lowe uh, being a savior. That was a, a really, really special moment to, to end that Saturday game. No, yeah. It, it, was, it was fantastic. And Josh Lowe has just been incredible with runners in scoring positions with two out. I mean, the, the guy has just been the... 
the definition of clutch yeah. in those situations. Uh, oh, damn. I said clutch. Now the analytics nerds are going to lose their minds, oh. Kevin. Oh, no. Yeah. They don't believe in clutch. No. Um, no, it was it was it was fantastic uh, to, to see that live. I, I actually have gotten to see a couple of walk offs this year, which is fantastic. And it makes sense because the Rays have actually uh, had 11 walk offs this year and they have the best home record in in the 2023 season uh, in MLB at 53 and 28. So pretty impressive stuff what they were able to do. Of course, it is backed up by a tremendous April at home. Right. And um but no, they did their job and and that's okay. I mean, however the W's come, they uh, they did. And then so 53 and 28, that's awesome and it should be commendable. Yeah. Uh, and Josh Lowe taking a 96 fastball in and punching it down the line the other way from Jordan Romano. That's clutch uh, in a big moment, key moment like that. So, uh, and to all the other guys that contributed uh, in the bottom half of that inning as well. We have much more to discuss, but first we have to tell you this. You've trusted DoorDash to deliver your restaurant favorites. And now you can get grocery delivery that actually delivers too. With thousands of grocery stores to choose from, You'll find the best in your neighborhood and boost your local economy with each and every order. You'll get exactly what you ordered or they'll make it right. So sit back and enjoy quality groceries just like you picked them yourself. Want even more value? You can save on all your grocery and restaurant favorites with a $0 delivery fee on all eligible orders with what they call a Dash Pass membership with easy substitutions Right in the app and best-in-class customer support, DoorDash delivers groceries exactly how you want it. So get 50% off your first DoorDash order up to a $20 value when you use code LOCKEDONMLB, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-M-L-B at checkout. It is a limited time offer and terms apply, and I'll repeat it a couple more times here. That's a 50% off up to $20, no minimum subtotal, and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code LOCKEDONMLB. Take notes, rule of three. Here's your final warning reminder. Don't forget that uh, that is code Locked. On MLB for fifty percent off your first order with DoorDash. You know, maybe maybe you use that code uh, tonight when it goes bum 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 bum. Da, na, na, na. It's Monday Night Football because guess what? The Bucks are playing the Eagles tonight at seven fifteen. Yeah, big news. Ulysses is now the new host of the Locked On Bucks podcast. <laughs> Get ready for it. What That's kind of defensive scheme are the Bucks going to deploy against the Eagles? I think the 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 biggest strategy that they can do right now is try to let the offense from the Eagles do as little as possible. I think that's what the defense should do. A T formation, perhaps. Okay. And I I, I think I think the, the Bucks need to to run the ball a little bit more more, you know. I think that's that's what they should do. Honestly, no, I don't think that they should do that. Baker should just throw the damn pigskin. <laughs> just Boom. have Baker run and throw and toss it up to Mike Evans as well. Exactly. Or you know, just copy the 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 the, the great BJ Daniels and scramble, baby. Scramble. BJ Daniels, who somehow played five, six years didn't in he the win NFL. A ring? Seventh round draft pick. He won a ring, didn't he? Yeah, with the Giants, if I recall. And the Seahawks. And the Seahawks. Maybe he won two rings. What a guy. Holy cow. Biggest 
biggest plate of food I ever saw in Argos uh, Cafeteria USF. BJ Daniels. I have never seen somebody pile so much food on a plate in my life. You had to make weight. You got to make weight God. playing uh, college football. You got to keep up those pounds. He was, I think, 6'1", 215, 220. He was a, a very solidly built guy. Yeah. So, um, All right. Uh, enough football talk. Let's get into more Rays baseball talk. Uh, normally on a Mondays, we do our takeaways and observations from the weekend. We discussed that we went to the game on Saturday. But Ulysses, anything else in the stratosphere that you'd like to bring up? Pitching, pitching, pitching is what I'd like to bring up. Taj and both Tyler Glass now did not have great outings right. this weekend. So we opened the show with a little bit of positivity, but now let's uh, kind of n- nitpick here. Tyler Glass now's last three starts have not been fantastic. Six innings against the Twins, four earned runs. That was a, a big home run there at the end that, that got him that ugly line. All, otherwise, he was fine but again an ugly line six innings four earned runs the next time baltimore we classified it as a clunker four innings uh six earned runs and then on friday five and a third four earned runs with four walks i mean that that inning just got away from him rather quickly it was it was crazy to see that there were a couple of 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 pitches that could have been called a strike if there was a uh a lenient uh umpire some would not say lenient. Some would say um, a professional umpire. Yeah. But regardless, a walk is a walk is a walk. Like that. That's if right. it's a walk. Now you got to flush it, and you can't do three walks in a row in the sixth inning and just basically hand them runs because that's what happened. Yeah, it's really unfortunate because you would like him and others to have a feel good esque start going into the playoffs. And there just has not been a lot of those moments thus far. So hopefully he gets the ship righted. Aaron Savali gets the ship righted and Taj Bradley. I hate to be the, I told you so guy, but I think it was during the course of the game on Saturday where we were uh, chit chatting around the, uh, the Budweiser porch. And I said, here's what's going to happen on Sunday. Um, Taj Bradley is going to give up a couple home runs and it it's, they're going to be down by five, six, seven runs, something like that. So, and that, that's sort of what happened. There was an inside the Parker and then an amazing shot by Vladdy Guerrero. But to Taj Bradley's credit is he did get two and through seven innings. So, um, you know, I guess that's a positive, but um, I wouldn't feel so confident rolling him out in the playoffs. I mean, it's a, it's, it's a positive it's seven innings. That's his a career high. Uh, for an outing, his previous career high had been six and a third. Uh, so yeah, I, I think that's a positive. He kind of saves the bullpen. That's a positive, yeah. especially. Yeah, but the six turn runs does does give you uh, definitely pause to say. I'm not even pause. I, I think right now there's a clear number five in the rotation, and his name is Tosh Bradley. And I think yeah. most race fans, if not all race fans would be comfortable putting that pecking order Latell over Taj. If right. you need if you need somebody else that's not named Glass now, Eflin or Savale to take the ball in the playoffs, I think most, if not all, race fans would be like, yeah, give it to Latell and and let's let Taj 
cook a little bit because Kevin in 21 games started, can you guess the number of times that Tosh Bradley has had a scoreless outing? 21 games started. This is in the majors, not the minors, correct? Majors. Majors. 21 games started. Scoreless outing. Is there any minimum? Like, oh, he came in for, he had to pitch at least four innings or three and two thirds. No minimum. Uh, Okay, I'll say one. And you know what? You would be technically correct. Okay. You would be technically correct. There was a start against Cincinnati where he went five and a third and he allowed no earned runs and no runs allowed. There was one with the Chicago Cubs where he allowed one run, but it was not an earned run. Um, So if you want to, you know, whoever wants to make that determination, but yeah, it's, it hasn't been many. No, it hasn't been many. And it's just it it just looks ugly all the time. I, you know, three and a third, five earns allowed. Six and a third, four earned runs. Four two thirds, four earned. Five uh run, five innings, one run. That was nice. And then seven innings and six earned runs. So right now, I think he's the clear number five. You have to have patience. This does not mean oh, Taj is a bus. It does not mean that at all. It means he's twenty two. It means that. He's a young pitcher that was rushed through the minors because of injuries in the starting rotation. And you have to have a little bit of patience when these guys have to come up and basically be put in a situation where they might have not been ready for it. Uh, so right now I am in I'm not concerned about Tosh. Right. But having said that, I'm not concerned for his long term uh, pitching prowess. Short term. I would be sweating where I didn't know I had holes from if I see him on the mound starting a game yeah. in the playoffs. Unless the Rays are up, you know, eight, nothing or something like that. That's the other thing. It's when you have these types of games and series, it's hard to win games when the opposition scores six runs, six runs, nine runs, you have 21 runs over the course of three games. And Again, we do have to exude patience with Taj Bradley. Not everybody yes. can be Shane McClanahan or Blake Snell and be amazing right out of the gate. Um, you know, it sort of like with uh, Josh Lowe. Was Josh Lowe terrific, you know, in his first um, iteration of being in the big leagues? Not everybody can can be that guy. It, it you, you need some reps under the, your belt to find your footing. And Taj Bradley's only, what, 21 years old right now? 22, 21, 22. Maybe? And also, the guys you named, Kevin... They also had their struggles. Shane McClanahan sure. struggled in his first time uh, in the minor in the in the majors. And do we not remember Blake Snell was actually sent down? Yeah. Okay, in 2016, before being called, uh, being recalled, or 2017, uh, and then being recalled. Like even Cy Young winners get uh, get get sent down. Have patience with Tosh. But for me, what I'm saying is, right now, I would be. Yeah, sweating bullets if, if I have to. If we need a Tosh start in the playoffs, I'm, I'm yeah, going to You it. might want to do a, a dual starting situation. I don't know. Yeah. Although I guess like Todd Bradley's strength is kind of right now just eating up innings. That's, what, that's the value that he provides at this yeah. juncture. Yeah. So, all right, uh, I'll get to uh, my big takeaway from the weekend. But first, Ulysses, we have to tell the audience about something incredibly important. Yes, and that incredibly important thing is that the MLB playoffs are around the corner. In fact, the Rays now have uh, secured the top wild card 
seed, which you know means the clock is ticking on your chance to win a hundred times your cash on daily fantasy baseball. Baseball has never been more exciting than it is now with stuff like Yandy Diaz, Ronald Acuna Jr., Mookie Betts, and Shohei Otani. Pick more or less on stats for these stars like home runs, hits, strikeouts, and stolen bases for more um, and, and more for up to a hundred times the payout on sleep. And get your picks right, and you could win big. Honestly, if you've been following the 2023 season and you've put uh, some green skittles on Ronald Acuna Jr. and Shohei Otani, you probably would be very happy. So, using promo code Locked on l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n and you'll get a hundred dollar match on your first deposit terms and conditions apply again use promo code l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n and you'll get a hundred dollars match on your first deposit sleeper download sleeper today all right uh something that caught my eye over the course of the weekend somebody named Junior Caminero, who is just slightly over 20 years old, making his major league debut and doing some impressive things as well. I am really, really pumped and excited about what this kid could be. First off, um, based on what the Rays have done this season, they don't call up 20-year-olds from double A to the majors in the heat of a playoff chase and something to play for. That just doesn't happen. Let alone the fact that Caminero started the season in high A. So he's gone from high A to the majors this season. And the other thing too, is we can look at the minor league numbers and they're unbelievable. Some of the best that you'll see across all of baseball. But what really gets me giddy and excited is uh, I strongly value Aram Layton's opinion who we've had on this show multiple times. He is the proprietor of just baseball.com. And he believes that junior is the number two prospect in all of baseball. And we had him on the show um, several weeks ago and he was just raving, raving about what Caminero can be um, as just one of the better power hitting prospects in all of baseball and not just, okay, he's got a big bat and he hits the ball hard, but he also has, the approach and the contact rates to boot, and he can be serviceable enough defensively, whether you stick him at third or second or DH, whatever it may be. And something that really also sticks out to me about all this is uh, I know that Aram had mentioned something about the average exit velocity for Caminero, and I believe it was or is in the 90th percentile, which is very, very elite. So um, basically what that means is Pretty much every time he makes contact, he's hitting the ball extremely, extremely hard, like 110, 114 miles per hour, which that is going to beget opportunities for hits, homers, extra base hits, and reaching on airs. It's hard for guys to catch uh, balls that are hit so hard. So I think this guy is going to be an amazing, amazing player in the Rays, you know, uh, in, in the Rays organization and beyond just based on the rarity of skills that he offers and how quick of a riser he's been through the organization. They don't make call-ups like this. The last call-up like this was BJ Upton. So I think they have really something really, really special on their hands and hot take here. I think when it's all said and done, Caminero will have the 
highest career war of any raised player on, I'll say, the active roster in the 40-man roster. I, I am that bullish on what he'll be able to provide. Bonus as well, I just find it really funny that, um, you know, we talk about the mastery that is the Rays front office, that they were able to acquire a guy of this ilk for Tobias Myers and go back a couple years. They acquired somebody named Yandy Diaz from the guardians, then Indians for wait for it, Jake Bowers and 5 million buckaroos. So I would say that the Rays have done pretty well for themselves and a wait to see on the Aaron Savali for Kyle Man's, uh, Kyle Manzardo maneuver as well. And I'm, um... Pretty sure the Rays got Tobias Myers from Tim Beckham, right? Probably, yeah. Yeah, I mean it's 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 been uh, pretty cool how that uh, all works out. Yeah, uh, the Tampa Bay Rays have traded infielder Tim Beckham to the Baltimore Orioles in exchange for minor league right-handed pitcher Tobias Myers, July thirty-first, twenty seventeen. Wow! Wow! So Tim Beckham ultimately gave uh, Rays Junior Caminero. Ultimately, yeah. that's 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 really cool. And if this turns out, if Junior Caminero turns out to be what we all hope he turns out to be, then Tim, you did your job. Yes, Tim Beckham, everything is forgiven. All is forgiven. Mm-hmm. We shall not talk about Mister B Posey anymore. Yeah. No, look, he he just in the very shallow uh, surface level, he looks the part. Right. He's got he, the swag. He's got. He looks like a ball player. He the the moment is not too big for him. No. Like he's like you, you would just look at him and say, well, first off, I he doesn't look like he's 20. I mean, he's built like he's a 26, 27 year old. So if he's already showcasing this amount of power, just think about what he could be in a couple of years. You hope I he mean, doesn't fill out too much, but like but he's if going the strength's to. there right now, just wait for it. He's going to fill out and and he has room to fill out, which is you know, cool. Obviously, you know, we, we don't want a situation where, you know, it goes a little bit too overboard. Miguel but, Sano or, uh, oh God, who's the guy? Or, no, or just like Yandi, you know, if, if you go yeah. Yandi, then, then, then maybe, you know, you, you kind of weaken your, your, your speed a little bit and, and your injuries might pile up. So we, we don't want that, but yeah, he has room to fill out. He is very cool in the surface level. Uh, you know, there's some guys when you, they, they, you've seen a lot of baseball and you see the, the call-ups, and their body language is like, holy crap! I'm I'm here. Um, you can see it, and 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 you can see the swings uh, and the jitteriness Kevin of it. Padlow. I'm not, huh? Kevin Padlow. Thank you for saying it, but I was just going to say there are some guys that you just yeah. notice. Some guys that, just aren't it. They don't have it. They're they're four A ball players, which is fine. I mean, you, you're fine. you're still one of the like, greatest athletes in the sport, but not quite good enough. Yeah, and, and, and you know there are only like what less than thirty thousand people who have ever donned an MLB uniform. Kevin Padler is one of them, and he should be very proud of that. Yeah. But you could see that he was jittery, he was shaky, and Junior Caminero did not see or or hit that way. One hundred and twelve miles per hour exit velo on his first single, very cool. I was actually on like a section away from his parents and and they were just Very having cool. a ball. That was really, really cool. And that just was off for you, correct? Off for you. Yeah. A breaking yeah. ball. It was a 71 mile per hour breaking ball. So it wasn't like, so he really, you can really see the strength and power in how hard he hits the ball when it's, you know, on a fluttering 
breaking ball like that as opposed to, you know, a 97-mile-an-hour fastball right. down the middle that you're letting the fastball do the work. He's generating that, that power, exactly. Yeah, nice to point out. And, and Ryu was, was flirting with uh, a lot of 66, nice 69s, uh, curveballs, you know, and so that, to generate that power, it was, it was very cool. But no, I'm excited about Junior. I put it on Twitter. A lot of people, I was like, hit tweet. Um, a lot of people resonated the fact I was like, I don't care if Junior Caminero takes a starting spot in the playoffs. Even if he goes over 20, I'd rather see him play yeah. shortstop, even though he hasn't started at short, shortstop since July 29th, than see Taylor Wall. Some people came back at me and saying, what are you doing? And I said, well, yeah, I, my mental health would rather see errors on the field with a possible really good four at bats then really good defense and then horrible four at bats right yeah, just right. my mental health you guys can do whatever you want for your mental health that's what i would rather have and i think that you know depending on what happens the fallout with wander franco i am fully prepared to have the race prime junior to be again wander has once in a generation type skill set but to be that, you know, I think he has the superstar s quality, a guy that could be a perennial all-star and um, a guy that, that brings a lot to the table, brings some pizzazz as well. And here's the other thing, too, that I know Aram pointed out on the uh, podcast that we did several weeks ago. You know, if there's one thing that Junior needs to focus on and work on, it's on elevating, lifting the ball. That's something that the Rays have been able to figure out with Yandy Diaz and Wander Franco. That was one of yeah. Wander Franco's uh, struggles as well. He was ground truck. Like he would hit the ball solidly, but it'd be dug right into the ground. So I think that's something that um, they'll get him to figure out for sure. And he seems to be a guy that um, could be comfortable in a DH role. So it's not like he has to play in the field every day for him to make a big impact. So maybe that's something that we see in the playoffs as well. But, um, you know, I don't need to tell you, but just the the line that he had over the course of the minor league season, 31 home runs and 460 at-bats, 94 RBI, 324 batting average, 975 OPS. And I think um, he was playing a portion of double-A where the baseball was tacked. So that hmm. allowed pitchers to generate more movement and break horizontal and vertical where you saw bigger swing and miss and strikeout rates and uh junior certainly held his own there so yeah. uh, i think he's something to be to, to really he could be a, a build around player going forward so yeah and, and of course no 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 it's not doesn't do you any good to cry or spilled milk but you know what could have been or what could still be yeah we don't know nobody knows but again just to focus on the positive here uh awesome for junior can't wait to see him be patient people be yeah. very very patient it's okay to be patient he's gonna have okay. his hindrances he's 20 yeah 20 and i don't know 75 days or something like that younger than when wander franco got the call up yep. in fact i think i read somewhere where uh junior is the youngest player called up by the race since bj upton yeah and it was, it was by Three months or something, because uh, uh, it was uh, BJ was nineteen and three hundred and forty six days. Yeah, and like you just said, he's twenty. Junior's twenty and eighty something days, so about three months. Wow, 
and, yeah. and again, that was Devil Rays era, where yeah. it was just like, hey, we're calling up top prospects. We don't care about the development. We don't want to do anything to upset the Apple car. So as particular and specific and, hey, we really want to make sure these guys are 100% ready and marinated before we give them the call up, not even to give Caminero a game in at bat, a Nothing. series at AAA tells me something. Does it tell you that there are, it may be a little desperate with all the injuries, but even more, but there were other options that they could have called up. Like he wasn't even on the 40 man at the time. Right. So right. Make- so, so, so it's awesome. I love it. I'm all for it, but there's definitely a percentage in that pie chart. We've which I've been saying pie chart a lot lately, people. Um, are you OG doing a lot of those uh, pie charts on Google Sheets or something? I don't know. I think I've been doing them a lot, lot of for... PowerPoint presentations. On <laughs> yeah, I think I've been doing them a lot for work. Um, yeah, uh, I want that pie chart uh, of of all factors of that 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 culminated in Junior Caminero being uh, called up. I don't I don't care what the front office says. There is a slice there, however small, of 0.1 percent <laughs> that does say desperation. Yeah, but that also tells you like. We're going to call this guy up at 20 years old. We think he can actually contribute and make some sort of impact more so than any other guy, guy who's uh, 26 years old in AAA. And not to put in any, any names, but we trust Junior Caminero's uh, talent more right now than Tristan Grace. Correct. Yeah. And other guys on the roster. Yeah. You know, the Durham roster, whatever it may be as well. So. Yeah. Yep, uh, that'll be something to look out for in the playoffs for sure. Uh, they definitely do need to fix his listed weight on the roster here. Uh, he is not six foot one and one hundred fifty-seven pounds. I can guarantee you that. Uh, try six foot one and two hundred pounds, two hundred five pounds, two hundred ten pounds. So I'll throw that out there. And something to watch out for the playoffs with all the injuries. We might be seeing more Hale Ramirez in the lineup, and we might be seeing more of him in left field too. Which um, I'm okay with that if we get his bat in the lineup. You know, he, he finds a way to to leg out hits, work out hits, and and put bat to ball. So, and that's Especially against lefties. He mashes me. lefties. Since 2022, he has the highest batting average uh, with a minimum of 150 at-bats. He's the guy if yeah. you want a lefty masher. Harold Ramirez. That is true. Um, so, while the series was kind of a dud, we did see some positives from the likes of Caminero, from Harold Ramirez, from Curtis Mead, Isak Perez getting his 30th home run, making history there, uh, and some others as well. All right. Uh, hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe, and we will talk to you tomorrow.